Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome Ring back. a ding ding. Here we are. Another episode. Another hey. episode. Two peas. One abroad. Here we are. Episode whatever. I think it's episode 12. Is it? Maybe. Uh- or don't 13. remember. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like I, that. You know what? I always have to go back and check when I'm uploading. Me too. I'm like, beep, 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 beep. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Man, there is a lot to talk about this week. Too much to talk about. Can we talk about how we saw each other in person the other day? Yes. Yes, we saw each other weekend. in person on Sunday. Yes. The start of the week, we saw each other in person. That was very fun. It was fun. Um, we went to a small gig in New York City. At Berlin. At Berlin under, under A. A. I liked it um, in there. I thought it was, it was really cute. cool. I liked that venue. That was really sick. Um, I feel the like drinks it was the tiniest were ridiculous. Stage. The drinks were ridiculously, ridiculously priced. priced. Didn't you wasn't it like uh like So I bought I bought um it was me, Lennon, and um, a, a Our friend, friend of hers. And um and uh, I bought us a round of drinks mm-hmm. right before, like, in the area where, like, the actual gig was going to happen. Because there was, like, a bar on top, and then there were stairs that went down, and, and um, there was, like, another bar down there. So I bought us a round of drinks. We didn't get anything special. You know, I got a rum and Coke, and they got vodka cranberries. Yeah. So three drinks. I get the, um, I get the, uh, the card thing, and it was, like almost 40 bucks for three drinks for three drinks that's ridiculous that is after like tip after tip it was like 40 something dollars like now, $45. at the bar upstairs wasn't it cheaper and the drinks were stronger i think yeah well i didn't buy that round yeah Julie that's did. true but, but, but i, I, I told her how much it was and she was like that is not what i paid upstairs but it was still pretty expensive for reference when we saw the strokes when we went to that irish pub in brooklyn each of our drinks, I think, were like seven dollars, which is a typical price. I feel like, especially yeah. with such basic drinks. Mm-hmm. But like these drinks were like more than that. I think they were. They may have ended up being like twelve dollars each drink. And the size and we had like less of it. Size. Like, I got a. I, I got know. a pint. I got a pint of Guinness when we saw the Strokes, like at that pub. For real. And that was seven dollars for that pint of Guinness. I got a small cup of rum and coke, and it was like twelve dollars. Ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm. fucking ridiculous but it was fun yeah i that liked was... all the acts i feel like i only paid attention to obviously kid la chat and then but petite amy was really good which by the way we were there to see kid, kid la chat. chat um because we kind of know them yeah. <laughs> well you know them more than me yeah. but they know me now because i've seen them a couple times but um yeah so we were there to see them but there were like a few other acts which were pretty cool um what are the other ones? One of them was called Lucy. Yeah, yeah. One of them, I don't remember what the other one was called. Lu- I think Lucy was the one that was like the band with like the female singer, right? Yeah, I liked them a lot. They were really good. I liked them. Um, and the main act, it was like an album. I have to burp. Sorry about that. Um, Delicious. Why would you do that? Mm. Uh, the main act was a a Mexican band, right? From, yeah, um, and I think they speak French as well. The Petit yeah, Amis. Petit Ami. Yeah. Um, so they were the main act. They were pretty cool. Um, 
but yeah it was it was a pretty sick night um I mean, I was kind of going through it. Which you, was you were out of. I felt so did, bad. Yeah, I, I felt the turning point in the night, uh, and I was yeah. like, "Oh no!" So I ended up. I guess I was having a hard time leading up to that day, but I really just wanted to go out and have fun, you know. But you know, sometimes whoever, if someone, if people are listening to this that are like over the age of twenty-one or over the legal drinking age of wherever they live, and they've ever been in this situation where. You know, maybe they had like some subconscious mood going on that they felt okay, but when they went out, they had a drink or two. That subconscious melancholy mood it kind of forward. yeah, it Alcohol rears really its head. Out, like exactly if you're a certain way, it's gonna bring exactly. It and the thing is, is that like when I get drunk, like I usually get giggly. Like I don't really get sad. Yeah, but I usually get giggly, but this time it was like I was like staring off into the distance. Mm-hmm. I was super detached. I was super upset. I was so emo. <laughs> emo. But, okay, but was that not the coolest setting to be emo in? Yeah, because we were at that yeah. cute little venue, and then we went to the bar, and it was like I was I really, know, I was being really, really dramatic. Character. Yeah. But um, but I was also yeah. worried for you. I was like, yeah. Oh, you poor thing. Like no, but it's okay. But like I, was, everyone I to know was if worried. You were good, you know. Everyone was worried. It was. But I so feel like funny. everyone has been through something like that too. Yeah. So they like, could be in this because I get the same way. Because I think did the last time we saw Kid Lit Chat, I was kind of like that too. I was like zoning yeah, out. You by were, the internet, yeah. Because I was going you, through. Yeah. I had to stop you. Yeah. Drinking because you were like, I want another one, and I'm like, no. Yeah, but it for sure does bring out like yeah. how you feel. But, but that was an interesting night. And then when we got back to the Airbnb. Oh, my God. It, so <laughs> we got back to the Airbnb and or the hotel, whatever it was. Oh, and, yeah, um, it was a hotel. And so I had ordered us Taco Bell. And um, the minute it got there, the fire alarms went off. Yep. And oh um, my God. so I was like, what the it was hell? like so three I, in the morning, by the way. Yeah, it was like 3 a.m. Um, And uh, I went out to get my taco bell and and there was like a security guard there and she was like oh everything's fine you can go back to your room and i was like oh well i'm getting my taco bell so (laughs) i went out i got my taco bell i brought it back and we divvied up whatever it was i start eating it and then lennon and 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 julie were like to investigate yeah because it was and people were running yeah and the the alarm the alarm like wasn't stopping and it was so loud it was yeah so unbearable. we were like we were like what's going on so they they were like okay we're gonna check out what's going on and um everybody was outside yeah so everyone so someone came walking back and and Lennon was like what's going on and he was like oh everyone's evacuating mm-hmm. and we were like what the hell the lady told us there was no problem That's scary though because imagine there really was like a big fire yeah and we so told to go back to the room. spoiler alert like tldr like nothing really happened like there wasn't like a fire or anything but everyone was evacuating like it wasn't like a dire situation but everyone's leaving i grabbed my taco bell we were out there i was like eating my tacos at 3 a.m the firemen even looked tired they were like yeah they looked so over it they looked so over it like okay it was so funny because they had to check everything obviously but it was so funny because you could tell that they were like there's nothing going wrong here but we have to go through our whole because i think there was a small fire that was put out within the room or something yeah is what they were what i gathered but it wasn't anything they didn't really give us any information or maybe someone was smoking in their room 
the zaza but yeah so like so we were just sat out there for like a really long time <laughs> too long i think we we're out there like 30 40 minutes yeah so um we were out there for a really long it was funny because everyone was in their jammies mm-hmm. and no one was panicking because everyone was like tired and so done with it. but you were eating your taco bell like no no i was nom. eating my taco bell drinking my mountain dew it was yeah. really great but yeah so that was really funny and then um we went to sleep and then next morning i came you left home. very early i left early because i couldn't go back to sleep so i usually wake up at like 6 45 7 o'clock in the morning um and obviously when i woke up the next morning it was on monday oh, so yeah. i woke up at a certain time even though i moved my alarm later um and uh I could not go back to sleep. I just wanted to go home. And so luckily you were up at the time. Yeah. So I was like, I think I'm going to go. I don't really feel great. And I just want to go home. Like I was just worn out. I don't really get hungover. I was just really worn out. It was a long night too. Yeah. It was a lot going on. So um, yeah. So and Lennon was like, I completely understand. And Mm so I just like got out of there and I managed to catch a train and I got home by like 8.30 or something. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. I like got back and then um, sat in my bed and curled up into my bed. and Or I took a shower and curled up into my bed and did nothing. I was supposed to be working remotely. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't really, I checked my email and I didn't really get anything. Oh, so you got some to time do. to like. So I kind of just like chilled out. Yourself. Yeah. yeah. Did you get so to rest? Was, oh, yeah. And oh, I had some, I made like a. I had some uh, um, soup and like noodles and um, dumplings and I was just really out of it the whole day. But um, oh, and then uh, so we should probably get to today's topic. Yeah, kinda. today's topic. As you can tell from my background, we're talking about the new Arctic Monkeys Monkey sing- single. Woo! Whoa. First song of the new era. Dude, this you is surprised crazy. me when you sent it to me in the text because I forgot it was coming out the next day because I was at the oh, airport. Oh, and you were, yeah, you were going on a plane yeah. too when it came out. And you sent me like the link to it and I'm, yeah, I couldn't so even listen until I got I home because my plane so had no wife. I, this is so funny. So I was waiting for, so the song and the music video dropped at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to watch the music video, obviously. We were all waiting for the music video to come out. So we wanted to watch it. When it came out, it was not working for me. What? So so I was like, oh my God. And I didn't know it was going to release on Spotify at the same time. I thought it was just the video. So I was like, what the hell? And then I saw people saying like, oh, if you can't watch the video, it's on Spotify. Or I saw these like update accounts for like Archie Monkeys say that it was on Spotify as well. So I ran over to Spotify and I was like, oh my God, it's there. So then I clicked on it and I was listening to it and I was sending it to all the all the besties. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I got so excited. And then finally the video worked for me. So I got to oh, watch cool. the video. So that was cool. Which it's such a cool video. Alex Turner directed it. Oh, I didn't know that. I gotta yeah. rewatch it. I think I only watch it like he once directed or twice, it. But I gotta rewatch it. He directed it, which was really cool. And it was kind of funny because there was an interview where someone asked him if he would ever like dabble in directing or something and he was like nah i'm not really well versed in it i want to read up on it a bit more and then everyone checked like the credits for the video and it was like directed by alex turner and everyone's like you lying sack of shit now you know what i wonder if he's gonna direct any more music videos i think that'd be really cool Mm -hmm. i feel like if he wrote like a screenplay 
a lot of people's careers are on the line. Oh, for sure. Because he has such a way with words. He could write he, the most magnificent he's like, screenplay. I feel like he could write such a cool fucking screenplay for like a oh, short 100%. film or something. And it would be like his music's already cinematic in a way. And yeah. So this, yeah. More and more into it. And he mentioned that too. Like yeah. someone was like, someone mentioned how Bond villainy it was. And he was like, wow, I never really like processed that. But um, I guess I like, he doesn't, he said that he didn't actively try to make his music cinematic, cinematic but he does now that it was like mentioned to him like he does notice that yeah. this specific song at least was mm-hmm. uh, much more cinematic than than uh the, any in the in the past so that was really cool mm-hmm. um the video is really cool you know what i love the song the instrumentals oh yes that's so uh, yeah so i was just about to ask yeah. like let's talk about the actual song so I have been listening to it since it came out at seven mm. o'clock on the thirtieth. <laughs> <laughs> I literally listened to it for like over twelve hours nonstop. It was the only song I was really listening to. I love that song. I gotta listen to it more. I think I only listened to it maybe five times since it came out. I love it. It's genuinely. so good. Okay, it's when I first so heard it, though, good. I had to like wait a minute. Because my boyfriend was asking what I thought because when I sent it sent it to him, he's like, I was about to send that to you, loser. And I'm like, okay, geez. And so I didn't get home until like really late. And then I was like, okay, I'll let him know my opinion. But then I didn't have an opinion. I'm like, yeah. hmm, I need to watch it a few more times because I already knew I liked it. I knew it was good, but I just didn't know how to feel. And I didn't know how it would fit with the other song that they performed live. I wanted to yeah. know how the dynamic of that would work. So I think I think it's cool because it's the opener. It oh, opens yeah. the album. It's the first yeah, song on the album. So, but it's funny because I I forgot that it was the first song, and I remember like tweeting out. I was like, I was like, oh, this this has like a very ending energy. Like it sounds like a finale. It sounds like a goodbye song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Especially the themes in the song. Like some of the lyrics are like talking about walking to a car and like leaving and so is that like why that. the album's called the car because i don't know but there's the a song called the, the car so a oh, lot of so people maybe it's a it's a revolving theme yes yeah, so the so a lot of people are are theorizing that it that it might be like an overarching plot kind of thing mm-hmm. or it's like a with tranquility base or something yeah yeah and and i saw a really cool theory on reddit where someone was saying how because everyone's saying that it's like a breakup song or oh but someone said it could be about us the fans yeah i was just about to bring that up yeah Yeah, i saw that that i was talking about and and and, um and they were saying they were pointing out different lyrics and how they were interpreting it they were saying how it could be about the band and us and like the relationship between the band and us and and how um you know like uh expectations and what we expect what they deliver and like us asking for things and like you know getting emotional about like oh is this going to be the last album or is this going to be the last song or Mm. whatever it is and like you know losing hope and stuff like that and like whatever it is and and because the thing is is when I listen to the song and when you listen to the lyrics I feel like it's deceptively simple. Like I feel like, yeah. Um, it or I don't want to say that because it's he's re- he's very poetic. But like I feel like the meaning is deceptively, um, uh, 
surface level you know like surface level I feel like on the outside it looks like a breakup song or it looks like you know a a falling out of love song or like the end of a relationship right that's what it looks like exactly but then when I but something was bugging me about it because people were like writing it off like um oh it's about sex it's about breaking up it's a love song it's this and like I was like I can see why they I I couldn't see the sex thing first of all but I could see why they would say it's the breakup song but you know listening to it over and over again I was like I don't think this is a breakup song like I I I found it hard to believe that it was so cut and dry like that I was like I don't think this is about a relationship I don't think this is about a breakup a girlfriend whatever it is it just did not feel that way it's not that simple this yeah that's the thing that's the thing and it's, it's so not that exactly and and it's funny because like I don't even think he like he a lot of the times he jokes that he doesn't even know what shit means but like yeah. I just I just feel like I was listening to it and I was like I don't know this feels so personal mm-hmm. you know like I, I like Should we go over the lyrics here oh uh, I don't have them on me Hold I on. could pull them up right now let me see if I can pull them up I'm gonna pull them like, up for the both of us and we can share the screen if you want I guess what? No, I want to no. see. I want to see your lovely little face. Okay, okay. We'll yeah. stay on here then. We could pull yeah. it up on the phone. Oops. Do, do, okay. Do, do, do. I have it open too. First of all, the cover was really slay, and it's funny because um, a friend of mine was like, "I can't believe you you called it like because I made a joke about how um, they filmed the video and how they took a picture of the cover." at mother lake um <laughs> because i i always call alex turner my mother mother yeah i always every time I, i'm like oh my god mother and and i made the joke um that he he like emerged from mother lake with um the album or whatever yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it was and, and i made that joke and then the video was them like by a lake that was mother lake mother lake literally i was like yeah obviously and then my friend was like oh my god you called it i was like well yeah they filmed on location of mother lake right after alex emerged with the album but um yeah so okay so let's talk about the lyrics so the first verse shall shall i do a reading we can take turns we could take turns oh my um, god like like popcorn reading yes (laughs) so the first verse um don't get emotional that ain't like you yesterday's still leaking through the roof that's nothing new i know i love that line too i know i promise this is what i wouldn't do somehow giving it the old romantic fool seems to better suit the mood now with that him being the old romantic fool, it's kind of like some of his older songs where they were more romantic. Based. Yeah, and and you know like I, mean? I know I promise this is what I wouldn't do. Like I feel like I I read that as like um they've always said like we'd never return back to, to a what certain they theme done in the back or, before, yeah so yeah. whatever it is, and um I I I don't know like and um yesterday's still leaking through the roof like. There's still um a some lot of the part past. Of, yeah, there's still some through. some part of like the old, mm-hmm. you know, the old eras coming through and and whatever. And and a lot of people have been saying that this particular song. I keep moving my, I'm like not on screen, because I keep moving. I keep getting like uncomfortable. 
um a lot of people have been saying that this particular song kind of has like a a um tranquility bass meets um the second last shadow puppets album oh you know what meets and i think there's a little bit of submarine you know what through. you're right it does sound like that it does sound like yeah that. to me i feel like it's more so tranquility bass and submarine kind of mesh yeah, together but i do hear, hear what they mean about the last shadow puppet second yeah album, because it does have more of that the like orchestral, uh, the orchestral yeah 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 parts, or the more cinematic sound but i guess yeah. tranquility bass also had that as well yeah so so um yeah so um yeah i mean i just i i just can't fathom it being just about like, a relationship yeah. yeah like i i just feel like that's so deceptively be more... simple well let's let's read the chorus so if you want to walk me to the car you ought to know i'll have a heavy heart so can we please be absolutely sure that there's a mirror ball so is the mirror ball like what is that representing like I feel like that saying, like, can we please be absolutely sure that there's a mirror ball? That reminds me of like um fans like expecting certain songs on a set list or oh. certain um Oh, because they, they always want, oh, this better be there. Yeah. So uh yeah, so it's like, oh, like, can there can this song please be on there? Are we sure they're gonna play this? Or, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of that that line i feel like is not so cut and dry it's not so uh exact like i don't think he's actually talking about a disco ball there i feel like this is how i feel about it so if it say it is about a relationship maybe the mirror ball if he's like looking back at it because he says like they're walking away to the car if he's looking back to the to the mirror ball he's seeing like a maybe like a metaphorical like bits and pieces of their relationship from the reflection what's the word the reflection or there's another word i'm trying to say anyway the reflections from like the little the little bits Mm -hmm. on the mirror ball and it's the different parts of their relationship or even if it Mm -hmm. is about the fans maybe like the i just i just feel like i just feel like the the mirror ball represents like expectation you know yeah like are you like actions was that the that's what you were i i thought that might that might have been it but um you know i i just feel like and and someone was saying that it was about like a a failing relationship or like a long distance mm. you know and and they were using like that. like ask him asking like if the person wants to walk him to the car you know and and stuff like that um so let's check out uh the second verse, verse two you're getting cynical and that won't do i'd throw the rose tint back on the exploded view darling if i were you and how's that insatiable appetite for the moment when you look them in the eyes and say baby it's been nice and then obviously the chorus repeats yeah, the chorus again. so that the second verse is probably my favorite i love that, that one's, verse uh, it's heavy the rose it's- tint the rose tint line is just so beautiful yeah, i agree so what could that mean? Like maybe throw back like your romanticized um view on things. Yeah, like a like a um when people say that you're looking at life. The la beyond rose. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I think um that could be that's about, about I think that's about like disappointment. Yeah. You know, like you're get like you're getting cynical. Like I, I feel like that's like, you know, you're losing hope here and you shouldn't be. You should be yeah, having yeah, fun. Yeah. So you should probably like 
try to step back and and try to get that wonder like that wonder and awe back in your life you know like even though you know you've kind of peeked behind the curtain put it back and just pretend like you didn't see anything almost yeah Um, yeah yeah and uh I loved like how's that insatiable appetite for the moment when you look them in the eyes and say baby it's been nice like come on when I he's just so good man he's just so fucking good when when I when I heard that I mean how I read that because I'm thinking about the theory that this is about them and us us specifically no one else uh no yeah. just kidding um, just me and you <laughs> just me and you no but I, it's about them and the fans this is why I, I think this is like this is one of the lines that I feel like really sends it home I read that as like um seeing them in concert that's what that line makes me think of like you know like insatiable appetite exactly like like i i feel like i see that as like wanting to see them live um, oh yeah yeah so bad you know like like yes you're right yeah so like that's how i read that that's how i saw that um it, honestly it could be both because i feel like he, yeah. he is the type of person to write a song where it's I, like yeah for him a I double like, meaning yeah when it comes looks to him, one I, way is also another yeah i feel like it can't just be about one thing and i oh, and i no. think uh, i think like almost all of his songs it's like different parts of the song it is about a, a different thing and like maybe he's just like I don't think any one song is about one specific event that's happened in his life. I think it's probably just pulling from similar feelings from different events, if that makes sense. Mm. And I feel like, you know, a failing relationship or like a relationship that's coming to an end might conjure the same kind of feelings as like expectations and disappointments uh, between a band and their fans. And I just feel like this song is so honest. For sure. I feel like it's probably the most straightforward he's ever been. Cause like he's usually so cryptic and 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 so like, you know, like you don't really know for sure what he's mm-hmm. talking about or what he's like referring to. But there. this one it's like it's so yeah. blunt. It's so blunt. His blunt era. Yeah, his blunt era. Um, he got on that mic and he had something to say. And sure. I also just really love the last line of the song where, oh, there'd better be a mirror ball for me. I like I, I like how, um, like in the first version of the chorus, it just says that they're like, can we please be absolutely sure that there's a mirror ball? But then at the end, the addition of there better be there better be one for me, for me specifically. Yeah. So I think I think it I think the mirror ball. Like, I feel like that's like expectation Mm-hmm. and reward and like yeah i think i think i see it more as like getting something out of it you know like there better be something in it for me there better be some kind of end of the line for me there better be some kind of reward for me and and i think in the first chorus he's he's like talking more generally but then at the end i think it's more like what about me you know, like, what am I supposed to get out of this? Like, you know, because, like, there should, there, what about me? I want a reward at the end, you know? Like, there, so there should be a reward for me at the end. You know, can we make sure that I get something out of this? So that's why, I don't know, I feel like that's, like, 
I just I I for some reason I felt like this was so personal like I cried yeah. when I listened to this song multiple times and it, it was like he was having a conversation you know because he he's written love songs for you sure. know like yeah. they've they've done love songs and it it this does not feel like one they've done breakup songs like when you listen to love is a laser quest that's like a f- ending of a relationship song right? you know what's kind of ironic the song kind of feels like a reflection on you know maybe the relationship and a mirror ball is a reflection so i feel like yeah this maybe the mirror ball even just stands for a reflection a on self-reflection yeah. yeah like this song feels very self-reflective it like it, it kind of makes you think about the past and it reminds me of like a long walk where you just like think about all the decisions that you've made or whatever mm-hmm. but um listening to it i i I was like i feel like this isn't so cut and dry a failing relationship reflecting on how it's gone i like it felt so personal to me like i was listening to it and it was like as if he were talking to me and i've never really gotten that type of reaction to any of their songs you know and i'm not and it's not me trying to like insert myself parasocial relationship whatever like i don't really have a part i i there's nothing they don't have enough of a presence on the internet for me to have a parasocial relationship with them. So it's like, I don't, I, I'm not like sitting here like, oh my God, yeah, me and Alex Turner were best friends, like whatever. Like I make my jokes, but that's that's not at all how I feel. But it was like listening to this song, it felt so incredibly honest and it felt so, it felt like I was sitting having a conversation with him or whatever. So I don't know. I I really liked that theory that it was about the band and, and the, the fans. fans. You know, like he's in the song representing the band, and whoever he's talking to is representing talking to is representing the fans. And and um, it's kind of like you know, walk me to the car. Let's chat, right? Let's have a nice little chat. Imagine and it means none of this. <laughs> imagine it's Alex like some. Knows. Imagine it's some obscure. And the, the monkeys thing well i like that i like how yeah. his songs are open for interpretation and Probably. how you'll never get you'll never get an answer no I, I hate when the artist goes and like explains every single yeah, part of the song because i it like the, i think the it's mystery, so but it also kills exactly your own interpretation of a song yeah, and it, and i feel like mm-hmm. if you know the meaning of a song or you whatever it kind of ruins the meaning to you because it's yes. like if i listen to a song and i attach it to a certain point of my life and i attach it to a certain event and i find out that it means something completely different just detached from any semblance of like what that event was to me and then i then i feel like it's hard for me to attach my own meaning to it yeah and it feels like impersonal now you know so which i mean it's fine obviously it's personal to the artist because they write it but it's like i like not knowing i think i think that's much better because mm-hmm. I, I I know that people are like, oh my God, this is a love song. Who is this about? Like people want the answers, but I, I wish people would stop asking. And what, what Alex Turner does that I love is that, and I don't know if this is serious or not, or he's just fucking around, but he always changes the story. Whenever oh, you right. ask him about, whenever you ask him about a song, he'll always talk about something different. He'll always mention like, like, he'll be like, oh yeah, it's about this and this and that. And then the next time he's like, oh, I don't know what it's about. I just kind of wrote it because I was bored. And then the next time you ask him, he's like, oh, yeah, it's about this thing. You know it what? has nothing to do. We got to do that with Twin yes. Cherry. When oh, we release our God. band, oh, my God, I'm never going to. it Because 
I have like a few quote unquote love songs. And if everyone, if anyone's like, who's, who's this about? I'll be like your mother, you know, like <laughs> I'll be yeah. like chicken nuggets, you know, like whatever. Oh, I don't know who it's about. So I, I think it's really cool that he does that or he like beats around the bush, you know, mm-hmm. he'd much, I'd much rather hear about the inspiration for a song rather than like line by yeah. line. Who is this about? What is this about? You know, I, I like when he talks about like, oh, I made that line reference. Yeah, I love references. I watched, I I watched this movie and it made me think of this. Or like with Trunk Lady Bass, uh, I remember there was that line that his like grandfather or something had heard when watching Equestrian or something or horse racing and like messaged him or called him and or like Alex like was visiting him and he was like, oh, you, you need to write this down. This is a really cool line. You can use it in your song. And it was the um the trainer's expl- explanation was accepted by the steward in, oh. um, I think it's American sports. And he tells the story on um this like interview where it was song by song. They listen to it. And then Alex Turner talks about inspirations, references he makes it he yeah. makes and stuff like that yeah that's more meaningful than an yeah i just think that's meaning. so cool like like what were you watching that made you write this song yeah what music were you listening to that made you write this you know like where were you when you wrote this what mm-hmm. were you experience like what um pieces of media or what were you consuming things? at the time yeah that what, were you, this? what yeah. was what uh, was influences are one of my you? favorites because you can always yeah. hear it too exactly you know, like, and I think that's so cool because then I feel like that that's what enhances the experience is because like, you know, especially I'm trying to think of an instance where that happened, where I like watched that interview. I watched that entire interview and, and like, like when I found out that the reason why it was four out of five, like that was like a commentary on how like even the first restaurant on the moon doesn't get a full five stars. No, li- <laughs> And I think that was so, so funny. funny. Like he was talking about it. Woody. was like, yeah, he, it was just so funny because it was like, you don't think about it. And and so like he's saying how it was just a commentary, how it's like everyone wants something to complain about, you know? And and he thought it was funny to imagine like the first restaurant on the moon and someone going and being like, yeah, it's all right. You know, like, <laughs> and I think that that was so funny when I heard that, that was just so funny. And like the little thing about like his the line that his grandfather told him about, and then like the it um, feels like I don't know special. It, yeah, it feels special. It feels cool. It kind of like lets you into his head a little bit that he's mm-hmm. always li- like thinking about the music. He's always thinking about the he's line, always picking little things from exactly. His own life. Yeah, and and I think it's cool how like little things that happen find their way into the music, like the moon side boob line. Oh, was an offhand, said it. Yeah, yeah, it was like an offhand comment that Jamie made, which I think is so funny. It's so iconic, though. You yeah, know? like they were like they were walking around and and they saw the crescent moon, and Jamie was like, "Oh, kind of mm. the moon kind of looks like a like side boob tonight," which is such a random fucking Ooh, thing to say. You know what that reminds me of? How there's going to be a lot of songs in the album, or a couple songs that aren't written by Alex, just Alex. So, on yeah. the new record we got some other members writing on some songs yes okay so i think it's like three songs okay three or four no i think mirror ball was also co-written <gasps> by, by matt oh by matt yeah i think people so saw like in the credits i think boy. it was 
Yeah, I think it was Matt and Alex that were credited. Matt's but, like, if you're not going to give me complicated drums to do, let me do some complicated. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then um, on three of the songs, I don't remember which ones. One of them was, oh, one of them was uh the song something jet skis something yeah i know which one you're talking about and then like two others and one of them was co-written with jamie and that was gonna be crazy jamie cook i i I think that's gonna be cool and then two others were co-written by tom rowley who has worked with the band since i want to say 2009 um and the thing is is that like i feel like i i thought that was cool some people mm-hmm. were a little upset upset about, about it there are quite a few that's awesome like yeah, i love there were, when there's multiple there were writers quite a song. few there are quite a few arch and monkeys fans that were like devastated part i mean it was like it was like 60 percent jokes like they were joking yeah, yeah. De- but but there was a seriousness to that that people were like oh my god we lost and and my problem with that is that do you one let's say alex completely a hundred percent wrote every single arctic monkeys song do you know how many songs arctic monkeys have just arctic monkeys this isn't including the submarine ep this is not including the last, the last shadow, shadow puppets. puppets this is just arctic monkeys there's just so many arctic monkeys think about 100, their, like, EPs, 150 their songs freaking, oh my god over 150 songs so my question is what does it matter let's and this is assuming that he specifically only wrote all of those songs what does it matter if three or four of them are not him only because it's not even that he didn't write them at all there's just that other people are credited yeah and when it comes to crediting people like their names could be put there because of one line. For sure. Because isn't Jamie's name on... Uh, which one's the Moonside Boob? The Moonside Oh, uh, Tranquility Base. Yeah. It, it, I, think I don't his know. Name might I, be... I think it is. Let's it might check. be credited. But, like... Go on and I'll check. Keep like, talking. So, and and also, this isn't the first time that I feel like people have helped him. Because, like I said, Tom Rowley... Um, I think that's his name um rally rowland something like that he's been like working with the band for a while now mm. i think and um and i feel like a lot of people really do reduce it to just alex writing stuff and then the band going along with it and i feel like while he does do a lot and he is very intelligent and he's a genius when it comes to writing songs and stuff like that and everything everything he touches is like amazing while i agree that he's a very um he is kind of the like uh um what's it called the centerpiece of a lot of the projects just because of how he works and like what he does and what he's capable of he's also not the type of person that acts like that you know what I mean? He's very collaborative. He loves getting friends on his album. Strangulity Bass had so many different people on it. He loves working with people. Like Last Shadow Puppets had so many pe- different people on it. He loves 
like bringing friendships he that Galavin. he's made yeah and and like i feel like he's he's very much like the type of person like all of his friends are in the music industry and i and he's very much like into bringing them back to do an instrument on one song to do a backing vocals on another song to help him produce stuff to whatever it is and and i think that's really cool of him that that he does that mm -hmm. and he's he's also like a lot of people kept saying that chunkly bass was like a solo album for him or why didn't he just do a do it as ah. a solo album and like because it was so like singular basically like it was very much him like he uh -oh. took the center stage for a lot of it and um a lot of people were saying like oh i feel like this would have been better as a solo album or why did why is this a monkey's album and not an alex turner album and he was very adamant on saying like i don't want to make it a solo album i want it to be a monkey's album i want to work with these people i want to work with my friends for his besties yeah like he's he's very adamant about working with people and i think that's very admirable and I feel like like he's very much the opposite of how people treat him. And so when I saw people literally losing their minds that he wasn't the only writer credited on the song for like three songs, it, it upset me because I feel like a lot of people do actually like that. I saw a lot of people like being like, oh, if 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 your favorite is anyone but Alex, you're lying or what? Oh, yeah, this is ridiculous. Or, or it, like people saying like the re reducing the roles, I think of the other, of the other members for the longest time, Matt was my favorite member. Yeah. Really? And it's like, it, but it's honestly like favorite members aside, like that's, whatever, that's a weird really thing care. to do. And, and and also like we're we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and lie that people have favorite members because of their skills like it's just just because of their looks but that's besides the point i feel like reducing the other members down to just showing up and playing their instrument and going home is a little naive yeah. like i do think to a certain extent i think it's naive to act like um it is so like like, I, I don't think their roles are 25, 25, 25, 25. I do think it's like Alex is a little more and then the rest of them are a little less. But I don't think it's so I don't think it's like um, 85 percent Alex and then five percent the rest of the members, like five percent Nick, five percent Matt. five percent. You want to know what I, I want to see? Like a documentary style, like, yes, video of them, like making a song from like Alex's lyrics to like making the instrumentals for it and yeah. seeing how that can fit with the melody and then yeah. becoming like a finished product when James mm -hmm. Ford or whoever produces exactly. it. I, I want to see like start to finish because, because... I, I've always wondered how they go from maybe one of his ideas in a song to yeah. how the, they incorporate their instrumentals into making exactly. like a, a sound they all agree on. And I feel like people just reduce it to just the making of the music. People don't take into account conversations and concepts yeah. and and stuff like that like for example we would never have gotten tranquility base if jamie never encouraged alex to go keep going with it jamie's yeah, the one yeah. that showed up to alex's house and jammed with him for like a few weeks it was just them two on a recording device and from that recording device they brought it into the studio and the four of them got together 
and worked from there and they used recordings from that recording device in the in the album and so if jb never showed up if he never brought his guitar or whatever if he never showed up and was like no i like this you need to keep working on this you need to keep pushing this wherever it goes i want to see more of this and and jamming with him you know like playing with him with the piano with the guitar then we would have never gotten easily one of their best albums ever Trinity Bass is an amazing. So people really album. need to understand the collaboration isn't. Yeah, and it's not just and Alex, 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 Alex. Exactly. Alex. Although and it is easy to fall into that and just specifically talk about him because even yeah. we do that, we're like, oh, Alex did this, Alex did that. But also, each member is important to the band. Exactly, as and many bands are. Exactly, and and Nick, for example, he oh, he was brought him. in. He's that's bestie. <laughs> we love Nick. We love Nick, but um. And the Nick. bass on their songs is kind of hard because I, I yeah. So here's the thing. This is where I'm gonna get that because like, so the first album, the bassist was Andy, and uh, there's a little bit of tea with that, but um, I'm not gonna get into it. Basically, what? there was a whole yeah. You don't remember? He did a podcast and he talked about what actually happened. I don't and think how I'm in on the this. label. So oh, they said he wasn't the look, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when they first got signed, mind you, they were all like 19, 20. So they were they yeah. were young when they first got signed in like 2006 for their album. The label kind of pressured the rest of the band into pushing Andy out. Like they really got on them. They're like, you have to do this. And um, and what's worse is they forced the band. Like I think it was like Alex and Matt, mostly Alex, to do it. So it's like they pushed Andy out and then they forced Alex to push him out further. So it kind of created like this rift. There was a bit of like a, a And I'm sure they feel bad about it, but they still included They've him. They've made like, out. They've friends. made up. They they made up your like a while later, but Andy was yeah. like really upset. And 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 of course. Yeah. So they they pushed the label pushed Andy out and um and then they they brought Nick in, who was in another band, and Nick ended up learning all of their songs in, in one like, night, right? One night, in yeah, one I remember to two that. nights, and then was playing with them. And um, but on record, Andy says that had Nick never joined, they would not have gone anywhere musically that they have. Oh. Like they wouldn't have they wouldn't have gotten to AM, and like they you saying if have... he was still in the band. I think he said that he yeah. said that Nick has such a like Nick's skill on the bass like okay. even though you may not like notice it it's not as no he, he's very very skilled. he's very good he's very good it, mm-hmm. it like it's not like the bass is not a flashy instrument so oftentimes you don't really realize how important it is until it's not there it's and the bottom so, of a song it brings it together exactly and um and so Andy literally said he's like what I did on the first album, like I feel like what Nick ended up doing after that, I like I would not have been able to do. And like it's because they brought in Nick specifically that they were able to accomplish those sounds or those whatever, you know, like humbug and whatever. And uh and then you get to Matt too, and he's like a really great drummer, like he's a celebrated drummer. Yeah. You know, he's worked with Iggy Pop. Like he's I think very, about that all the time. It's crazy. Like Iggy Pop reached out to him and was like, I want to No, work for with real. You. Toured with him and everything, right? Yeah, I think so. Crazy. He was on like an album with him and everything. Oh, and, oh, true. And like he I like 
once again he's like a, a celebrated drummer and i think he he's like credited as like doing some stuff and um i don't really pay attention to matt sorry oh. um but i don't really like uh <laughs> no but, but no uh, matt actually is a very talented drummer because like he's I, very I talented okay a lot of people hated on sean cody bass just because it didn't show off his skills enough but if you if you look back their, their other records do show off enough of his yeah skill. like so i feel like it's his fine. his drumming is iconic but although i i kind of hope more of the songs in the new record do have more like upbeat drums or more of i a think they will i think they will um it sounds more uh i i listen i liked the calmer percussion on tranquility bass i mm-hmm. like i liked how they used other instruments as percussion you know like other instruments functioned as percussion and i thought that was very clever because it's like they've done the loud drums they've done Mm -hmm. the rowdy music they've done the rock and roll and i like how tranquility bass was a step away from that where it was like they were using like synths or synthy kind of sounds they were using you know melody like whatever and i and i like how it was it felt it, it was it's such a cool it's such a good album like it's just so good and and i like that and it's funny because um every time i see people ask for them to play golden trunks live i feel bad because it's such a good song and i know a lot of people want them to but they'll never play it live because no. there's absolutely no percussion on it there's no percussion on it there's no drums also it's i feel like do. vocally that would be difficult to do i feel like that's not a live song I don't know. I think it could be, but the thing is, is they'll never play it because there's no percussion. So Matt would just be like, "There's literally no drums. There's no drums. He's not credited on that song." Crazy. There's no percussions on that song. I was reading through the booklet, and I never noticed. And I, I opened because I guess I'm just so used to hearing Matt there that I kind of automatically place him there. But Mm. I was reading the booklet, and I was like oh, I guess there isn't any drums because they do create a percussive kind of um, energy, but there's no drums on it. And I never noticed. And then I read through it and I was like, there's no drums on that? And then I listened to it and I was like, shit, there's no drums on that. And then that's why they'll never play it live because there's no percussion. But I, I think there's, I think I'm very excited about this new album. Oh, me if, too. If they, because apparently Mirrorball, um, that's not, you can't really gauge what the rest of the, according to Alex and according to the interview, you you're, you're, you shouldn't you're gauge what the rest of the album is going to sound like from, from that song. this song. Like that okay. song is pretty unique on the album. Oh, so yeah, because like, I felt like it was so different to, what was the other song they played? Oh, they played I ain't like, quite where I think I am. Yeah, th- those songs are completely Very different. Very different. But they do sound cohesive. Oh, oh, true. They could even they could though, say, well, yeah, even though I need we, to hear the studio version. That's what I'm. Sa- that's one. what I was about to say. Even we've only ever heard the live, but even the live one does sound like they sound like they belong together, hmm. but they are so different, which I like. I think that's really cool. But um, I'm excited to hear the rest of the album because oh, me too. even if they made a whole album of songs that sounded like fucking Mirrorball, I would eat that up because that would be, oh my god, that song is just Wait, so fucking good. Can I make a theory about one of the songs what? on the album? I feel like one of them is just gonna be really hardcore. I don't know why. 
like really like loud yes you know what I, I agree it's just gonna pop out I agree I feel like it's there gonna is go gonna hard be... for no reason mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna be hard in the way where it's really heavy like guitar or it's gonna be really heavy drums or really heavy something but something's gonna go hard well you know what I think and it's gonna be different than the rest of the album yes. that's my conspiracy I feel it coming. I think I think this album is going to be very Pink Floydy. Oh, so it's going to bounce around. I feel like because mm. Mirrorball kind of gives me a Pink Floyd vibe, a tiny bit. Okay. And so does the so does the other song. Some of the lyrics on the other song, that one specifically gives me a Pink Floyd vibe, and and the guitar reminds me of Have a Cigar from from Wish You Were Here. Oh. Um, and so I feel like, and also the album cover is kind of Pink Floydy. I, I, for some reason, I have a feeling it's going to be like that kind of genre of like seventies music, especially since like Alex Turner mentioned the Rolling Stones and some other sixties and seventies group. Cause he was talking about like, I think the guy asked him how the interviewer asked him like, maybe like what um he was listening to at the time or whatever whatever it was and he had mentioned a rolling stones record and something else so i feel like maybe like this is gonna have some like rolling stones pink floyd 70s energy like a late 70s kind of thing Mm. um versus like tranquility bass being like basically glam rock that was very david bowie glam rock um whatever but I feel like this album is going to have like a a Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd type of vibe, which I love. I love Pink Floyd. I think that, oh my God. And, and You're a Floyd head. I am. A, I'm a, I'm a flarb. A flarb? <laughs> I'm a flarb. No, but I, I feel like, and, and Mirrorball and like the orchestral quality to it, it makes me want them to like cover a song from um dark side of the moon like it makes you want to Ma- see imagine it. they do you're gonna call oh it oh my god i would gonna do it imagine i did i imagine they're gonna do it at the show oh i didn't even mention see I? there's a transition no I you didn't, didn't. there we go so today um tickets went on sale for a concert in new york and i got tickets to see archie monkeys live and i'm very excited and they're not allowing any phones or no recording phones. devices. So everyone's like, oh, they're playing like the whole album. They gotta be. <laughs> like, that's gonna be crazy though, because that's like a month before it's released, like almost exactly a month. Yeah. Cause it's released October 21st and the concert September the, 22nd. Yeah, so that's like kind of crazy. A lot of you know people, what it should yeah. be for Halloween? A mirror ball. We should all be mirror balls. I think that'd be so funny. Mm-hmm. But but um no, you go as a mirror ball, I'll go as no, a car. No, you go as a car. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to be seeing our two monkeys. Very excited. Um, Let's talk about the tickets. Uh, Getting them was like a, a nightmare. So here's the problem. I'm sure everyone listening to this are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, The problem with this, I ended up, even though I was literally on the website, on Ticketmaster, waiting to purchase them on time. 
at the time that they were supposed to be released to be purchased. I was there. Mm -hmm. I was waiting. I had to buy them resale. Despite that. Because of bots? Because of bots and and scalpers. They were there like... I don't know how they did it, but they were there. They and I I'm not exaggerating when I say this. They bought all of the tickets. Quite Tell literally. How many people were ahead of you in the queue? Over 2000. How? In the Ticketmaster 2, queue. people right before like right at the top like I was this was ridiculous. There's cuz I was expecting there to be high Couple traffic. Hundred. I was expecting that. I was expecting there to be quite a few people that were wanting to get tickets. It's New York City. I was expecting that. But I was not expecting there to be over, it said 2,000 plus, over 2,000 people. That there's no way that that is just. And they snatched up all the freaking tickets. And by the time, literally, by the time I got in there, there were no tickets left. And I had been I had been on Ticketmaster since before the timer. I was waiting. I was there. Yeah, a friend of mine had her laptop open on Ticketmaster for an entire day, waiting. And And, didn't get tickets. And didn't get tickets. She had to buy resale. So, do we know anyone who actually got them off the website? No, none of the none of the none of the people that I've seen actually got them off the website. They got them resale. All the people that I saw got the resale tickets because they had to. And the problem is that the tickets, because so Ticketmaster did this really weird thing. When when I got in, there were like two tickets left. And then every time I refreshed it, a different ticket showed up. All the tickets that I saw never broke $100 on Ticketmaster, the official like the, the OG the tickets, selling, not yeah. resale, the actual ones that they were selling, none of them broke $100. So they were That's, reasonably They were reasonably priced. priced. And I was buying two tickets because I was buying a ticket for my friend as well. And I had, when I clicked on the pair of tickets, it showed, I saw a brief time, I saw the total and it was just under 250 for both of them after fees. Which after makes fees. sense. That's, Which makes sense. That's, what I was ex- That's what I was expecting to pay. Mm-hmm. I did not pay that. I'm telling you right now. I'm not gonna say no, don't because my because my mom listens to this. It's a crazy her... number. That's all I got. When, I when I've already told her told about me, it. I gasped. I went. No. <gasps> she gasped. She was like, "There's no way." Um, and but the thing is, is that it was also that amount because I was buying two. Yeah. Um, well, no, no, no. You the, the uh, amount for just one was not yeah. reasonable. But here's just, the thing. Yeah. Since they're selling them for so much, and you said th- that was the cheapest option, you do realize the venue is gonna be kind of empty. Because I doubt there's gonna be that many people gonna. Well, gonna, I don't think it's gonna be empty. Not empty, but it's not gonna be as filled as they're expecting because they're sold out on know. their thing, right? So they sold out. Yeah. It's not gonna because that's what happened with Mitski. Mitski, she sold out in under one minute on the on her, all her websites. Because I went to I bought tickets for three different shows, and even on the pre sales, they all like sold out within less than a minute because of the bots. At the shows, it was kind of empty, and they that's were all crazy. sold out. And that's so sad. It's probably gonna happen the same arts and movies. And I'm scared for their like official like U.S. and U.K. tour because it's gonna be the exact same thing. Yeah, and, and the problem is is that it's so hard to regulate that. They need to do some like further verification some or some kind of. 
I don't know what it is, but it's like, just, like, like, are you a robot? Shit. And I feel like uh, Ticketmaster has this issue constantly. Like they specifically. Yeah, and the, and I think another one of the problems is that the bots and resellers overloaded the system so mm-hmm. much that it made it move slow. Like, no, it, that is what happens. My like, like, Ticketmaster was like, late letting me in. I don't get it because it was overloaded. Because the tickets were supposed to go on sale at 10 a.m. and I didn't actually get past the waiting room into the queue until after 10 a.m. It should have been automatic right then and there. But because the resellers and the bots overloaded the system because there were so fucking many of them, I it was weird. It, and I didn't want to refresh it because it said that it would automatically refresh it not to touch it. And I didn't want to risk my spot. I didn't know what was going on. So, like, it was so bizarre. And and it, it really pissed me off because it's like, of course, I'm going to want to see them. Of course, I'm going to spend the money that I did. Was yeah. I happy about spending it? No, I actually thought about just giving up and taking the L. I genuinely did. I thought about I uh, for reference, I've been listening to Arctic Monkeys since I was 13 years old. I'm 22. So turning I've been this year, I'm turning 23 in a couple months. I have been wanting to see them live for 10 years. I missed the New York date from Tranquility Base. I was getting tickets this time, especially since there was no filming. And especially since it's going to be special, like it's going to be a special thing. I was getting tickets one way or another. And part of me knew that I was probably going to have to buy resale. I was worried about this happening. I told my mom, I was like, I have a feeling this is going to happen, but I will get those tickets. I was not expecting to have to pay the amount that I did. Um, but I paid it, obviously. And, you know, worst case scenario, if I don't get my tickets, I get my money back. Will I be crushed? Yeah. I'll be fucking mad. Be because, be like, I spent that money. I went through all those emotions. I want to see them live. Yeah, it'll be great if I don't get my tickets to get my money back. Obviously, reimbursing me is great, but that doesn't reimburse the experience that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think you'll definitely get your tickets because they do. I think like, I'll be fine. Because the thing is, is where I where I bought them through. Um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't really trust that website." But when I sold, um, when we saw the strokes, we ended up. I got regular GA. We all got regular GA, and then we ended up getting VIP GA, um, general admission. By the way, uh, which was crazy. Which crazy. was please. Although it was worth it though, because we got in. It was. We early. got. We got. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And we showed up at doors for VIP and got in, and we got to. We got barricaded on Albert's side, which was really cool because I love Albert. Um. But uh, yeah. So um, when I sold my ticket. I set the price as like just a little bit over what I paid because they do t- like the website takes a cut. So I wanted to make sure I got the money back like in full or near enough. So I set it a little bit more more than that to cover the the cut that it would be. And that was that and it sold pretty quickly. But when I upload when I was doing the um the listing, you had to like provide proof of the ticket and proof of a purchase or whatever and you had to do all these like specific things and to verify that it's to real. verify that it was real and the stipulation is that you 
can't get the money you can't get the payment from until the person that's buying it until one yeah until after you sent them the ticket oh. and after and like a week after the show or something it was like a week or two weeks after the show because they so, had to verify that it was they were able to use it yeah so um yeah so i think i think we're good i think yeah. me and my friend will be good because um you know they wouldn't have been able to just make a listing they have to Without provide the yeah they so, have to provide you're, you're gonna be fine ticket. see it's something to look forward to but i know dropping that kind of money is like it's nerve-wracking nerve-wracking that's the word it's it, it makes a pit in your stomach because no matter how like uh exciting something could be that much money it's like whew. yeah so i'm nervous but i think it'll work out i yeah. think it'll be okay um it's just it, today's been a very emotional day <laughs> Because was um, that just this morning? That was literally just this morning. Uh, I have been on edge since I woke up yesterday morning. Oh I woke up God. panicked. I woke up, my heart was beating so fast yesterday. And then I read about at 10 a.m. yesterday, they were like, we're going to have, we're going to, uh, tickets are going on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. So I haven't known peace for two days so um and after i bought them i cried um and then i was just done for the rest of the day i was very tired you know but, what um, you need to do take a deep breath right now i need to like no longer exist for a second just pause you know what we need you ever see the movie click i would love that remote. yes just yes. pause pause but i would do that all the time yeah so i mean honestly that but bot shit Sandler. what I'm so I was watching speaking about Adam Sandler I was watching The Wedding Singer last night but that's a little off topic I haven't seen but, that in years yeah I'm excited do you think they're gonna release another single before the yeah. album comes out yeah yeah. I think it's gonna the be the single. song they played live I ain't no I don't think no it's not gonna be a single I remember them saying that that wasn't gonna be a single but I can't remember I think they said that wasn't gonna be the lead yeah single. I can't remember if they said that in terms of the single that was coming out soon or just in general and I I think about mm. it just been like a single's coming out but it's not gonna be the song that they played live because it's still on the set list they played they yeah. played a, a a festival in Spain today and then and, they played that song, right? Yeah, and Mirrorball wasn't on the set list. They haven't played it live yet. But here's no. the thing. I don't even know what I was going to say. Uh, oh, I like that they released a single um, for this album because with Trinkle yes. we didn't get a single before the album. Didn't you? Not before the album. No one knew what it was going to sound like until the album came out. Oh, they just surprised Okay, they it? played the um, songs live, like two songs live. Mm-hmm like a little bit before the album came out and then they didn't release anything so no one really knew what oh, the studio was gonna sound that's like so weird i thought they dropped singles they did afterwards so i probably got yeah i probably got it confused like with that imagine but, um, i'm confused one because you're the second person i've talked to who's like yeah they did but i swear i was like pissed because they didn't maybe i'm crazy i don't think they did i could have i could have sworn that they that they dropped Four out of five in Tranquility Bass, like before the album. I don't know why I think that. They did like a um like a little snippet, I think, of four out of five for like the trailer for the album. Yeah, I know, I know the trailer um, had the four out of five uh riff in it. Yeah, but I think they did the singles for the music videos. 
Oh, they released it after. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe I'm just mixing up the timeline. But I could be wrong, too. In 2018, I was in my delusions. Well, I know. I know Arctic Monkeys for I know for this time around, they wanted to do a surprise album drop. Like, no, no promo, no single, no nothing, no videos, no trailer, no nothing, no pictures or anything. Just boom. Here's our new album. Go buy it. But they couldn't because they have the worst security. Their shit gets leaked so badly. Oh, yeah, it's so everyone knew everything before it was yeah, gonna happen. Honestly, I'm not even mad because I think it's so funny. Oh, yeah. But um, who's it, telling everyone this? Because we always hear from the people who film like the, the fucking concerts yeah. all the time, and they were posting like, "So the album's coming out this day." I don't know how they like, find it out. But here's the thing: I don't know how they find it out, but they're right. They're always right. But I was surprised. But here's the thing: Do you think they're purposely told to say that stuff to cause the hype? You know, my mom. I think it must be that my mom said the same thing. But part of me doesn't think that they care. That's the thing. I, I find it hard to believe that because yeah. I don't think they care enough. Obviously, you want your your project, you want your work to do well. But yeah. I don't, like, part of me, I feel like they just don't care enough about notoriety to do that. I feel like doing that is, like like, purposefully leaking your stuff just to get like or like leaking a little bit to just cause to, buzz. yeah just to stir i feel like that doesn't make sense and for it's them. a cheap gimmick i feel like yeah and i feel like that just does not make sense for them for them but yeah again, i don't I'm think like, they're okay, that savvy what, what's his name mr secret door you know him yeah why did he say that shit because he's always keeping it zipped he I don't know. I found that out from, and I'm like, huh? He put it on his public story, and I'm like, they must have told him, because him and Cedric, they they meet them all the time. Yeah. So they I they don't know. Something. They must have. They I think they probably know people. Yeah. You know, like maybe maybe they know people at the at the record label. Maybe that's whatever. what I'm saying. And they they said something. Yeah. And maybe the record label was like. That. Because that's yeah, unlike that them. Strange. So that's why and, I feel and, like they were told to. See, I don't think, but that, I don't know. I don't think Who knows? my mom Maybe they're was just asking me. fans like us. Yeah, I think they just got excited that they got a piece of information because, I, I mean, know, I would never monkeys, do that though. If, if I no. was told that shit, zip, lock, put it no. away. No I think, but the thing is, is, see, I find it hard to believe that they were told purposefully to spread shit because Archive Monkeys are so tight lipped. That's what I'm saying. That's why the whole situation was weird, and I wasn't yeah. sure what to believe at first. I just I'm feel like, like huh? I just feel like someone knew someone else that worked on a record label, and they got excited with piece of info that they got, or maybe they did a spreadsheet and Arctic Monkeys were on it, so they they were like, "Oh, I work at Domino, mm-hmm. and oh my god, you you like Arctic Monkeys, right? I I found this while I was doing this task. I think that's more it, and, and also you know just what? the fact, like the indie record labels that are not record labels, like record stores that are selling the physical copies. Who knows? They could have gotten early stuff. Yeah, they could have been told. The yeah, they could have been they told. Known. Yeah, I mean, when I used to work at Urban, because Urban sells records, you would get we used early, to get right? a sheet. We used to get a sheet of paper that had all these albums that were set to come out within the next month and we would know about albums that were coming out two months from now because we had to know when to put them out 
Nothing they would give like us a, a date. on record store. Like exactly. they get that shit so early. So, so I, I feel think like that could have been a way things leaked as well. Yes. I feel I like know. I feel like and honestly, Arctic Monkeys are not that technologically savvy. I think they're rarely online. They rarely post when they're a- when they're actively like on tour. I- imagine and they never post when they're not actively on tour. Mm. So I just don't feel like that fits them. It doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah, that's weird. I, I just that's why I'm confused about it because I'm like, yeah, what? I honestly, I honestly, their mouth all around town. I honestly just think that they either have really bad info security yeah. or someone found a piece of information and we have told blah, someone blah, else blah, blah. that yeah. person told someone else that person told someone else mm-hmm. i just think someone saw something on an email or a spreadsheet at domino or whatever and they got excited and, and like, they told someone else a little something you know but it I was mean, like so like like it happened yeah and it was know. real and it was that's the part that and got it was me, true shit spreading around for like yeah so i but just everything think, was real and it kept coming i just think it was someone knowing someone who knows someone oh, you know sure. i i think that's more feasible in my head when it comes to then, them then then alex been like hey tell them this <laughs> oh just, no because according according to them they wanted to just drop it yeah. They didn't want to do all this promo for it. They didn't want to do a single or anything. Because I they was just... even saying, I don't know if it was on here or something, but I feel yeah. like the kind of band that doesn't need to do promo anymore. They don't need to yeah. promo. I told my friend, I was like, because my because apparently they had said in an interview, they're like, oh, we just wanted to drop it without singles or anything. And my friend was like, oh, they want to be Taylor Swift as like a joke. <laughs> and then now and... Taylor Swift is releasing on the oh same my God. Them, with the same, the same color, color palette. palette. But anyways, that's not what I was getting at. I told my friend, I was like, here's <laughs> the thing. Taylor what? I don't hate Taylor. I really don't care about this whole album shit. I know a lot of people. There's like a few yeah, going I re- on now, but I, those I are just two different genres. Funny. Those are two different people. Yeah, they're not gonna like stop another one. Exactly. People are like, people are like, oh my god, they're gonna collab. I'm like, what are you? Fucking that would about? be maybe the worst thing possible. It was so funny. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't think it would work out. But anyways, so um, my friend was like, my friend was like, oh, they think they're Taylor Swift. Why would they do that? And as a joke, and yeah. and I was like, here's the thing. Because they were like, because I, I, my friend was like, I don't think that would work. And I was like, here's the thing. I do think it would work. I think if they were able to do a surprise drop, I think it would go very well. Mm-hmm. Because their song is currently number one in the UK right now. And it's and not it even, it's like barely that. been out. It's barely no, been out. I was, it was insane when I saw the music video had so many views within like yeah. a day. I was like, oh, that doesn't so, happen. And it was trending within like yeah. an hour. Also, so we like, have less than a minute. I know, I'm trying to okay. wrap it up. So... I think they they would have been able to do a surprise job if if they were able to if they mm-hmm. had the security to do so, and we're both very excited. Can we? Um, there's a lot going on. Very excited. Uh, we. This is just so fun. Yep. Um, talking <laughs> about this, talking about this has been so fun. I've had my my ideas and my thoughts have been bubbling this entire week as of yours i'm sure yes and i was so glad that i had good news about the gigs to drop but yeah so thank you for joining us in yet another arch of monkeys episode there's more to come (laughs) there is more to come we're excited to make more episodes to update you guys on the happenings and on you know concerts if we see them and also and also just other artists that we like for sure 
we definitely like talking about them but me too yeah see you next week kiddos thanks for monkeying around with us yes arctic monkeying around next week there'd better be a mirror ball or oh. whatever I'm just so wearing this sweater I've been wearing for like three days straight. <laughs> Period. I smell really good. Anyways. Um, <laughs> see you later, see kiddos. You later, alligators. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.